Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and around the world, this is your host for the David Harris Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today I have the honor and the privilege of having someone on that is uh, a good friend of mine. I've gotten to know Yako over the last uh, over this last year, and his heart, his passion for life, for Jesus, and uh, what you're going to hear about today is something that truly impacts me. And it's something that I think every American and everybody in the world needs to be aware about because it is highlighting something so nefarious and so evil that's taking place right underneath our noses, pretty much no matter where you live. So uh, without further ado, please welcome my guest, Yako Buyens. Yako, my brother, how are you doing today? Uh, David, it's good to be with you, brother. You are my brother. God bless you. God bless you for the show, the work you do. We, as as the watchers and the fans of your show, we appreciate you, man. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Well, Yako, that's amazing coming from you. It's uh, it's truly a pr- privilege and an honor to know you and to know your heart. So to have you on my show today to share your passion and to share your mission is truly an honor. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yako is the CEO of After Eden Pictures. He's released a movie called Eight Days. He was on Steve Harvey show. He's done lots of shows, lots of exposés. He's got a new expose and documentary coming out on Fox, as well as being live streamed from his social media pages. And it all has to do with the issue of sex trafficking and child sex trafficking. I truly believe it's it's the most nefarious and evil thing that's taking place in our world right now. And Americans truly don't understand how prevalent it is in our own societies, in our own communities. So, Yako, please share with us, you know, let's start with what got you started down this journey to highlight and expose the dangers and the prevalence of sex trafficking. David, thanks. You know, it it touched our family. Born and raised by a single mother, which, you know, I got such a heart for single moms because I was raised by a single mom. Two brothers. We're two brothers and a sister. I'm the oldest. I'm six years older than my siblings. And my sister was sex trafficked uh, for six years. And and so just that experience. And and Ilanka, her name is Ilanka. She's a champion. She's healthy today. She's a mother of two, a wife. She loves the Lord. She runs her own ministry. But that experience was was something that, you know, it's hard to put in words, David, because at the time, nobody was saying the word human trafficking, never mind sex trafficking. This is 1995 in South Africa. You know, so it was just a, a crazy experience for Ilanka, but for us as a family, too. As a champion, she survived it. We immigrated to the United States then, you know, because my mom wanted to get her away because those that trafficked her were still pursuing her after the fact. It was a really bad situation. She was trafficked through the music business, through through a record label. So I want people to understand this is not what they think. It's not just the child that runs away or the child that's kidnapped. It's they're that bold, David. And so when we immigrated to the States, Ilonka's life world fell apart here, right? I mean, as it so often does, there was an attempted suicide, praise God, not successful. And then only by the grace of God in real deep restorative Therapy and healing over a decade, a 10-year period it took for Ilanka to, to be restored. And she'll share with you today, she's still in therapy frequently, uncovering things because a six-year period of sick men, evil, and evil is real, David, as you know, evil yes. prowling on, on children and on American children, you know, that's how we got engaged. And, and we've just got to fight for every child. You know, we, we no child should go through that. And unfortunately became very evident for us that that the United States is the number one nation in the world commercializing sexual children. So expound on that. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking that your sister had went through that. I mean, it's I can't even imagine. You know, I know as a parent of two daughters, they're 21 and 23 now to even think, you know, sometimes as, as a parent, you know, you don't know. Maybe they don't check in at night. You don't know where they're at till the next morning. I know your little ones are small, 
But uh, when they once they get a driver's license and they start driving and they they don't check in and you know sometimes uh, you know after they've moved out you're there's instances that I know of with my own daughters where some th- things were going on you know she wasn't making the best decisions and then you don't hear from them for till the next afternoon and your heart just you know, my, for me, my heart and my mind goes to things like I've seen, like Taken, things like I've seen, like your documentaries, things that uh, that expose the evils that are out there with these men that, you know, pay to basically rape women. And your heart yeah. just I mean, I, I'm always elated when I finally have heard from one of my daughters to know that they're fine. But I can't even imagine, Yako, what you and your family went through with uh, your sister being gone for six years. And then the torment that she's had to deal with. I mean, it sounds like it's a miracle that she is still even alive, well, and functioning, dealing with the issues that she still has that come up. But it sounds like a miracle that she's even still alive today. Yeah, look, David, the average age span, lifespan for a child that's being sex trafficked today is seven years. They just physically don't make it. It's overdose. It's abuse. It's violent. You know, it's a violent crime, right? And so... Unfortunately, suicide rate is also very, very prevalent. And, and so Ilanka's story is, a, is an incredibly unique story because only 2% of the survivors, the victims that get rescued, only 2% of them get rehabilitated to truly, fully function in society again. And then of that 2%, very few of them can ever marry, can ever have children, right? So Ilanka wow. is really an anomaly only by the grace of God. And, and, and but. Again, an example that by God, it's possible, right? And, and that's what we strive for, that every single victim is as that kind of a story. To us, that's success, to catapult and, and launch a victim to survivor back into society where she can fully function again and be a tool in God's hand to go be a mother and, and you know, run a business or whatever she needs to do. And unfortunately, David... You know, our children are neglected in this country today. You know, as you know, you know, I, I'm proud of you. You know, of being a, a black American father that's engaged in his family. I'm proud of you of being a husband that's married, David, because it's it's an anomaly. You need to know that, brother. And it starts there, man. It starts at the home. We, we have a fatherless nation and we have promoted and exonerated, you know, fathers leaving the home. You know, we've we've actually incentivized them to leave the home. We've objectified women. And now we're at a place where we have fatherless children and these girls, your girls, you're right. When they, when they get a driver's license, I don't know, man, my girls are young. So I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm praying what yeah. I'm going to do, but because, because I've seen the evil, David, I mean, we're, yeah. in the, we're in the thick of it. You know, we're part of rescue operations and awareness and we know what goes on. And it's so prevalent. If people really knew, I, I said this, if we could paint evil with a color and you could look at your community, people won't leave the house. They will not wow. leave the house, David. It's in every single zip code. And they're profiling online. And it's so easy today to get access to a girl's heart. Because that's mm. where it happens. It's so easy today. In the olden days, you know, we watch Hustle and Flow with Terrence, Terrence Howard, the actor. And you got to wear a mink coat and have the Cadillac and go on the right street corner and get a prostitute. Today, it's Facebook. 12 wow. million cases last year. 12 million cases of porn directed to children to lure children on Facebook last year, David. I mean, this wow. is so to get to a girl's heart today to romance her, right? It's it's so easy and it's and it's private. It's in her Instagram feed. And so it's an epidemic. Unfortunately, we've had to learn the hard way. We didn't quite understand what happened to Ilanka until she finally broke in the U.S. And then we had to sit one day. I'll never forget this day, David. My brother and I and my mom sits in Ilanka, sat with us and said, I want to tell you what they did to me. (laughs) And she went through account after account after account. And David, brother, even as a Christian, the thoughts you're thinking, the hurt you want to put on people, you know, really by God's grace. I remember my brother Bjorn got violently angry. I mean, he wanted to just really go go hurt people, right? Because she had to tell us what they had done to her. And, and then to learn that it's done to hundreds of thousands of American kids every day. And the worst case is we pay for it. There's other nations like under Sharia law in the Middle East, in the class system in India. It's part of culture. They rape children. 
right? So you become a housemaid in India to jump from the lowest class to the middle class. You're a housemaid and part of your duty is to, is to provide sex to the house owner, right? And they're not even paying for it. So there are a lot of nations where there's a lot of cases of child sexual abuse that's not documented, but they're not paying for it. In our country, we've monetized it, which takes it to a whole nother level of sickness, right? So you, you said something that I touch on frequently on my shows. There's those of the Muslim faith that are pushing for, that are in Congress and that are getting into local positions of leadership and council in, in their areas that are, that agree with Sharia law and that are pushing and advocating for Sharia law. And that I just hear you say that in these, in certain countries where Sharia law is the law of the land, that basically forced rape of kids is an approved thing in Sharia law? Look, in, within Sharia law, as you understand, they can marry their children off young, age 8, 10, whatever. So, so the custom in the Middle Eastern countries, except Israel, Israel is an anomaly, mm. okay? Israel is, mm. is very family-bound. It's all about Old Testament and the Orthodox Jewish community. I mean, they yeah, they're not under Sharia law. Yeah, no. But the surrounding nations, sex with a child is accepted. You know, abuse wow. of women is accepted. Women are sex objects. So now, when you do have an individual that's in either Congress or Senate or or the mayor's office for that matter in the United States. And that individual is a vehement defender of Sharia law. You understand that they believe Sharia law is above the law and the Constitution of the United States. Yep. So, so those customs apply. And you're going to see it in policy. And we are seeing it in policy, David. We're seeing comprehensive sex ed, right? That's coming from, for instance, Representative Omar in Minnesota, right? You have CSE, comprehensive sex ed. That's a sex ed curriculum. That's in 29 states in the United States that literally teaches sex ed to 10 year old boys and trains them how to have anal sex, asks them the question. And it's an illustrated curriculum. I mean, like cartoon characters, completely naked. It's porn. And, and this oh is the gosh. kind of stuff that you will see come into a school system if the belief system of the politician is not that of Judeo Christian value. You're going to see them desensitizing children, promoting sex younger and younger. Three weeks ago, we have 14 states, four, th sorry, 13 states lowering their minimum age consent to age 14 for sex. Really? Yes, fact. Why isn't that all over the news? Thank you, David Harris Jr. for, for talking about that. Nobody's talking about it. 13 states three weeks ago lowered their minimum age consent to age 14. Now, if you go and see who sponsored those bills, it's all these individuals that are opposing God, opposing Christianity, opposing uh, morality, sexual morality, and, and all of them are moving. They asked for the age consent to go to 12. They settled at 14, right? They They'll asked it for it to be 12. Yes. They asked for it to be 12. It settled at 10 in 13 states, you know, and, and it's law now. Now, some of those states have sex trafficking law. That's now in complete contradiction. So this is how they get around it, David. So if the sex trafficking law in a state says that, hey, the child is a victim, now they lowered the minimum age consent to, to 14. Well, now they're training children how to give consent at 14. Well, now it's consensual sex. But it's child abuse, David. You know you have yes. daughters at age 14. No, no child is ready for a sexual relationship. No. And all the baggage all. that Absolutely comes not. with that. You know, that's... <sighs> It, it just makes you more aware of the need for God, the God of the Bible, the Christian God, and those that believe in him and trust him and walk in his ways to be more to be more out in the open, to be more active in social engagement, in their local politics, uh, in the way policies are shaped. Because, you know, we talk about this, you know, you and I are both a part of the Falkirk Center. An amazing center proud, that was, uh, of the mind child, the brainchild of Jerry Falwell Jr. and Charlie Kirk, two amazing individuals that love Jesus, that love this country, very patriotic, and know the Bible really, really well. And their goal was to have individuals that also have a good heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God, a good, solid understanding, uh, understanding of 
biblical principles and truths be out in the media representing Christ on the media stage. But one of the things that I absolutely love about what the Falkirk Center represents and stands for and champions is the fact that there's there's moral truth and there's subjective truth. And to the world, it's like truth is subjective based on, you know, the masses of people. It's kind of like what you're saying. If the if the truth barrier, if the truth basis in an in a area, in a region, in, in a state is not based on absolute truth, God's moral truth, then it the truth is whatever the people determine it to be. And that's the yeah. shaky ground for every American to be aware of the fact that if there's no true moral compass, if that moral compass isn't God, then we're, we are already slipping down a very dangerous slope into darkness to the point where I don't know that we could recover if it's not an absolute miracle from God. David, and, and, and you know, we're both, I know you are, and I am so honored to be part of the Falkirk Center. It is, it is so needed to have a voice for Judeo-Christian values, what our country was founded upon. It, those are actually the values that our Constitution defend, not the other yes. way around. If the Word of God is the rock. In the Constitution, the men on the Mayflower came and said, we got to protect these values, not the other way around. The Bible is not fluid based on political beliefs. It doesn't yeah. change. But but here's the timeline in sex trafficking. You know, a guy gets involved in porn. You know, at some point, you know, he acts upon it. He wants that from his lover and his person, you know, that he's with. And, and, and they digress all the way to children. Politically, this is how we've aided and abetted it. We removed prayer from schools. It's a system, David. I want you to see it's a game plan. It's a long play game plan in a playbook. This is not happening by happenstance, okay? It's very right. strategic. You remove prayer from schools. You take that right. The Christians forfeit. We, we did. We forfeit it, right? Then they come and they question, what is marriage? Is marriage a man and a, and a woman, right? So they question that. Plant that seed. Then they come, came into, okay, same-sex marriage. Then they come into, you know, are there only two genders, right? Ask that yep. question. Now there's a gender conversation, which is absurd, right? Yeah. They're doing all this to desensitize. Now they're going into, well, how many genders are there? Then they come into, well, the minimum age consent needs to be lowered, right? It needs to be 12, 14, 12, 10. And then you, you have a bill that's about to go to the Senate or the House, if it can get a sponsor, which I unfortunately think it will, that is going to request that pedophilia gets classified legally as a sexual orientation. That you you really think that bill will get a backer and get passed? There are crazy enough people on the left, David, that engage in harming children that somebody, look, I've seen a draft of it. I know how many, how many signatures it has from California. It's from California, right? How many signatures from public wow. it has, right? There's a movement behind it, right? It's called love is love is the movement. There's, there's posters on telephone poles, you know, and, and on, on light street lamps. Somebody in the Senate will be nuts enough to, to give this a voice, right? We got to combat it. And then, of course, CSE, Comprehensive Sex Ed, training these children how to perform sex at age 10, asking them questions. You know, you saw what Teen Vogue did. Teen Vogue came out and said, look, let us teach you how to take selfies of yourself naked so that you can sex the best picture possible. So, look, we've got to hold these companies accountable. We can't do it federally because we, we, both you and I are constitutionalists. We defend the Constitution. We love the First Amendment. But I'm going to hold Facebook and Instagram and Twitter accountable to self-impose regulation yeah. and start protecting minors. We cannot yeah. have children have free access to porn. I'll give you an example. This is what's happening in the classroom. This is a real case, a real case. Let's call him Johnny. Johnny's 10 years old. Johnny's raised in a Christian home. Johnny doesn't even know sex, right? Johnny is now in a school that's teaching comprehensive sex ed, right, in, in Minnesota. The teacher asks a question in a class. Does anal sex hurt? Because that's what the curriculum asks, okay? And Johnny Johnny's 10? doesn't even know what anal sex is. Yes, Johnny doesn't even know what anal sex is. Oh, my Johnny goodness. went... This is a real case. Johnny went and typed into YouTube, which I can do on the air for you. And you can do. He types into YouTube, the normal YouTube, anal sex. He's, he's now intrigued. 
the mind of a 10-year-old. You just plant wow. the seed. He goes, what's anal? He types in anal sex. Johnny gets free hardcore porn on YouTube. He watched three porn videos and was hooked. Now you got a porn addict at 10. He's now this is a real case. Women. Real case. Real case. His name's not Johnny. We've got to protect him. Right. But it's a real case. He's now addicted to porn. He's now going to objectify women. He's, he's, he's perspective of what love is, what sex is, which is a beautiful thing God created to bond a husband and a wife. Right. And yes, there's only two genders. Right. Everything X, X is now. That's all we come with. Exactly. So Johnny is now in deep trouble. Purely because a, a teacher planted a seed in a young mind that is only that, that literally is only left brain, you know, right brain driven. There's no there's no consequence. You know, his frontal lobe's not formed. He doesn't understand. This is what they're doing, David. It's a proactive wow. attack on our children to desensitize them to sex, break the family, question gender, question marriage. This is how they do it. It's an attack on everything moral, which it's an attack on God. And it's an attack on all of us as Americans that this is happening. It's so infuriating. I got so many things running through my my head right now. It seems so daunting. I mean, it's coming at us in so many different directions from so many different places. You know, you shared earlier that America is the number one place where sex trafficking is commercialized. Expound on that for for us. Yeah, it's a hundred and fifty billion dollar industry worldwide. It's thirty between thirty and thirty two billion of the hundred and fifty is inside the United States. It's bad, David. If you just go look at Fortune five hundred companies and what their gross revenue is annually. As an industry, it's it's going to rank in the top 10 if it was a, a corporation. It's big business. Wow. And for the most part, it's tax-free. And everybody's participating. You can't say it's just a Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, And people love to do that. Almost like you know, Americans behave to like we caught our bad guy, the one bad guy. Right. right. And, and, oh, finally, we caught him and we're safe. No, Epstein represents, sure, the upper echelon. But what I want people to understand is it's the janitor paying for sex with the children all the way to the billionaire Epstein. The only difference is Epstein was so sick and had so much liquid and and exposable, dispensable capital that he literally, you know, engaged with children every two hours. He abused children every two hours. The janitor that can maybe only afford once a month, but it's everything in between. We have arrested sitting State senators, okay, police chiefs, fire chiefs, school principals, the neighbor next door, Fortune 500 CEOs, average John that's a tradesman, that's a fitter and turner or a welder or, you know, a bricklayer. Because it's sex, David, sex is primal. It's Mm. wired into you and me. God wired it into us. It's not like alcoholism that's external, right? That you go to alcohol because you got an internal problem. When you start manipulating with a child's wiring system through sex, you are destroying a life. I mean, it is it is radical. And I say this to people. Those who are under Sharia law, the mothers who have seen abuse by their husbands, you know, I'm telling you, our Christian value says that we want to protect every child. I promise you, David, that mother, she wants her child. She wants her daughter protected. She knows what has been done to her. She doesn't want it done to her daughter. There's only one faith, one belief in the world that will stand the test of time that has been attacked, that will never go away. And that is the word of God, because it is actually about love. It is about loving the sinner because we are the sinners, right? It is about blessing those around us and fighting for the least. Right. And that's what we're doing here. That's what you're doing on the show. We're not profiling and saying, okay, we're only going to go rescue the Christian child. No way. We have been blessed to, uh, to rescue children from every faith denomination, religion, you know, atheism, agnostic, whatever around the world, right? Now it's children. They have a future, but there's only one faith that says, look, we want to instill moral value, a moral yes. compass. We want to honor women. Fathers, come back home. Engage with your children. It needs It's a dad's job to tell his daughters that they're beautiful, that they yeah. have value, and that they have worth. Not some creep online. You know, you, uh, you've been in this fight for how many years? 25. 25 years. 
So you've been in this fight underneath several presidents. Share with us, I know we've talked about this, share with us how different it is, the fight that you are in right now, what your feelings are, what you are experiencing, what you are seeing under this current administration of Donald J. Trump. Is it different from past presidents? Share with us your experience, past and current. Thank you for asking that question. I immigrated to the United States legally. I'm a proud legal immigrant. I'm a proud U.S. citizen. I believe yes. white and blue brother. I love this country, right? I love that, for and I share that. I share it all the time. We we have nothing wrong or against immigration. Just come no legally, way. so you are proof that it can be done. Look. The left is crying about T visas, T visas. My sister was a sex traffic victim. She didn't get a T visa. She immigrated legally. She went through mm. the process as a sex traffic victim. She could have cried for asylum and any of that. No, it works. The system works. But here's the deal. When we immigrated, it was three weeks after 9-11. Wow. George W. Bush Jr. is in office. We're going to war. The nation is united, a united America, right? We just got attacked. I, as much as I supported that president, he did not do anything to fight child sex trafficking. Maybe he was busy fighting two wars, but he did not. It was not an Oval Office issue. There were no directives. There was no funding to the FBI to go on raids and sting operations. Zero. In comes it, President Obama. Was it, it? It was an issue then, though, still, of course. Obviously, your, your sister yeah, course, had been trafficked. But it was it wasn't a major wasn't, issue in the United States. It was just something that the administration, uh, the Bush administration, wasn't even looking at. Correct. Well, well, here's the deal. It was rampant in the U.S., but no one was no one knew. No mm. one was talking about it. So in his defense, he couldn't attack a problem that they didn't they didn't know was the issue. Those who perpetrated knew, of course. Right. Right. Now. Under President Obama, it became very evident. You understand whether people believe this or not. There was the Pizzagate scandal, John Podesta. Podesta was a close friend of President Obama. Podesta frequently visited the White House. He's a known pedophile. So it definitely was known under the President Obama administration, both first and second term. Okay, we wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know I was looking into the Pizzagate when it happened. I know the things that I personally saw in my research looked, there were pedophile symbolisms on the menus, on the websites. And when that whole thing broke, the websites changed, all that stuff was scrubbed. There's a website where you can actually go and look at what websites looked like. It captures what they looked like in the past. And I was able to do that and find the pedophilia symbols that were on the menus on the website so it all, to me, looked very, very real. Now, you are an expert. You are not somebody that is just guessing or trying to come to your own conclusion on unfounded merits. You are an expert in the field of sex trafficking. Yeah. And, and, so and you're saying right. that Look. Pizzagate and all the stuff we heard about Podesta and Hillary, for that matter, is genuine. Absolutely. It, it got misrepresented in a way. You know, people wanted to just believe that it was a, a pizza shop and everything happened in the basement of this pizza shop. Look past that. What Pizzagate was really about was a code, a code that was written for pedophiles to communicate in the open on a menu in a restaurant. There was a code written to communicate in broad daylight that, hey, children are available if you want to. Wow. Catchphrases like a hot dog, right? A slice of pizza, you know, these cat and still today, we are decoding today every day. There's new code written. But that's what Pizzagate really was about. It was a cell in a network in Washington, D.C., which is riddled, by the way, still today with pedophilia. That city is infiltrated with pedophilia. All right. And so it was very real, 100 percent real. Now, people wanted to make it just this pizza parlor and everything happened in the bottom basement. No. That's not what it was about. It was a communication style inside Washington, D.C., almost like a slap in the face, like a joke, you know, to the Americans. We'll put it on your menu in the restaurant and there'll be sex trafficking in your face and you won't know it. Now, the Obama administration 100 percent knew about this, 100 percent aware. And unfortunately, I can tell you, David, that administration historically, just go look at it, did nothing. They did not talk about it from the White House. 
You never heard President Obama talk about child sex trafficking. You never saw him show up at a rally talking about it or definitely not holding summits and press conferences. So to your question, this is the first president in the history of the United States, President Donald J. Trump, who I support unequivocally, right? That said, look, our children cannot sell. I'm going to defend every American child from the predator. And I'm not just going to say that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it from the Oval Office. I'm going to instruct Attorney General Barr to go hunt them down. I'm going to instruct Mike Pompeo, my daughter, Ivanka Trump. We're going to host a summit in the White House last Friday. We're going to appropriate funding. He personally instructed the head of the FBI and said, I want to see results. You go raid, you arrest, you get these people. We support the NGOs. He's the first in history. And frankly, he's the only president on the planet that has done that. Not just in the United States. There's not another country in the world whose president put their own name behind rescuing and protecting children from sexual predators. No. Why do you think that is that it takes Donald Trump to be the one to champion a cause that every person, every world leader should want to champion. Why do you think that other world champions aren't stepping up to the plate to champion causes like this? You know, in his State of the Union, he said, the world's looking at us and the world follows us. That's so true. As an immigrant, Mm. I can tell you, you go to the inner city of Africa, you're going to see two things, a can of Coca-Cola and American flag or an American Mm. football player, or some picture of the United States. They all dream, David, to be in the United States, all of them. And unfortunately, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Some of them turn bitter, but they want to be like American because we've never had an American president that said no child should be sexually exploited. There's no model. There's no precedent. He just set a precedent. He basically just challenged every other president of every free nation and said, step up and protect your children. It's the right thing to do. And you ask why? Because I believe the man's heart is about the people, David. Donald Mm. Trump's heart is not about himself. It's about the people. You can see it in every policy. His daughter, Ivanka, is doing an incredible job for women. Jared Kushner. I mean, it goes on and on, right? But Donald Trump's heart is about the people. And that's why you see him at the March for Life. He's about the child in the womb. He's about definitely about the 12 year old girl that's being sex trafficked, protecting her, preventing, wanting her to have a future, to have, you know, school choice, you know, the American dream. That's why we're seeing this guy do it. And he's putting his reputation on the line. This guy's not pulling punches, David. He's showing up at the rally, March for Life. You were there with me. He's standing in the Oval Office with me in the room Friday, and he's committing his whole administration, David, Friday. He's looking at A.G. Barr. I watch him look at A.G. Barr and said, Attorney General Barr, we are committing every resource we have in this administration to keep America's children safe. I mean, that is unprecedented. This was last this was last Friday in the White House, in the Oval Office. You're with the president. I know you got invited to go and share because you are an expert on sex trafficking. What was it like to be in the office in the Oval Office with the president? You've been in this fight for 25 years. You understand that America leads the way other nations follow. What did it feel like for you to be in the Oval Office and hear the president direct A.G. Barr to, to, to do this? Look, look, the president speaks from the Oval Office against child sex trafficking. This event was not inside the Oval Office. It was in the East Wing. So okay. he speaks clearly and directs the FBI from the Oval Office. He's made it an Oval Office issue. His desk, But this was in the East Wing. But I'll tell you who was in the room, David. It was, it was, look, I I had to pinch myself so many times, David, because firstly, just having fought this fight for 25 years and here is a president, no joke, eight feet from me. I sat behind the director of the FBI. I sat behind, you know, you know, Attorney General Barr. And I'm looking at the, 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 the leader of the free world saying, we will not have children sex trafficked in our country. We're going to throw every resource at him. So you got AG Barr. You got head of the FBI, Vice President Pence in the room, Ivanka Trump's in the room, Ambassador Gingrich, Newt Gingrich's wife is in the room to the UN and to, to the Vatican. You know, that room was filled with get a branch, and all of them unequivocally gave a standing ovation to President Trump when he said, We will not spare a single resource for protecting our children. It was unbelievable. 
you know, there's so many reasons to support this president. You know, when I first made my, my first video that went viral was about his stance on life, you know, that the abortion does not need to be legal. You know, in the beginning, before he won, he actually talked about charges being brought up on women that have abortions. I mean, that that was coming from his heart. That was speaking from his heart. Obviously, that hasn't been implemented anywhere. But what I heard in him was a man that says no harm should come to any unborn baby, period. And on the other side of that coin, we had Hillary Clinton, which really represents any Democrat running for president this year that says no restrictions on abortion anytime, anywhere, for any reason, and up to any point in pregnancy, even until the baby's about to be born. That is a such an inhumane and evil thing. You know, babies have a heartbeat at six weeks. They, they can feel pain at eight weeks. They've got fully formed fingers and toes at 10 weeks. No harm should be done. You know, when you think about it in those terms, I could see why anybody would say, you know what, if a woman wants to go do that to a baby, then they should be charged just like that baby was outside of the womb. I, I understand that. This election this year is really the same choice when it comes to pro-life, when it comes to to uh, the safety of unborn babies. There really is only one choice this year. I don't see how any warm-blooded, patriotic, or especially Bible-loving American could support a Democrat just based on that one issue. But then you look at the uh, so many other things that he's done, but if you go then to this issue of sex trafficking, to understand that this president is making it a top priority to end sex trafficking in our country. And it's so nefarious. I mean, it's it needs to get out there more. I mean, people really need to understand what this president is trying to do. And that's why he needs the House and the Senate to then implement his uh, his laws. It, David, what, are your, may, what are your thoughts may, on man? If I, I may not to interrupt you, I, I want people to hear what I'm saying. Yes. While the president of the United States in the middle of an impeachment hearing, right, shows up and, and hosts with his daughter a anti-sex trafficking summit while he's putting his name on the line saying we're going to stop sex trafficking. There's not a single candidate on the left, not one, David, that has ever even mentioned child sex trafficking. I want wow. people to understand what we're talking about here. I want people to understand if you want your children safe, if you want predators to pay, there's only one guy that's going to defend them. The other side is going to lower the minimum age consent. They're going to desensitize your children. They're going to teach them about, you know, all kinds of, you know, incredibly immoral sexual activities at age 10. This is what you're going to have. They're going to further bring in late-term abortion. Did you see when the president said, we will defend and there will be no late-term abortion in this yes. country, that all the Democrats in, you know, addressed to our nation sat down? Yeah. It speaks volumes, David. Yes. They will kill babies. They will rape and abuse children because they want to create subordinates because the government will be big. They want subordinates. Let me talk to you about just abortion for one second. Do you know how detrimental abortion is in the fight against sex trafficking? Every pimp, every single one of them want abortion legalized even after birth. Why? When that wow. child is pregnant, when that child is pregnant, she can't work. She can't work. Wow. They want most of these girls that we, that we rescue have had two, three, five, seven abortions. The pimps want nothing more than to want abortion legalized. Of course they do. They don't want her to be pregnant. They don't want to be her to be out of commission, right? They want her to work and earn money. I know you've I know you've shared this. Share with my audience how much one one child that's been taken, that's been that's being trafficked, how much value is that to the pimp? And and it's that don't always have to be taken. The the rising train today is familial trafficking, it's parents trafficking their own children, right? I mean, it's sick, David. But one child will produce between two hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year tax free to the pimp. That's David. That's incredible. You, you traffic four girls. It's a million dollars tax free. Puts an exclamation point behind the problem, and, and it makes it so much more difficult. Something President Trump highlighted, and I, look, I know we can talk freely on your show, 
This is what's happening. The companies that I'm asking do something to help us. I've called Mark Zuckerberg out so many times, David, and said it's an algorithm that allows pimps to use Facebook to profile children. Rewrite the algorithm. Wow. Do it, David. Not only won't they do it, the number one fight we're fighting right now, and it was an initiative that Representative Wagner next to the president presented Friday, is to stop end-to-end encryption. Facebook is working on end-to-end encryption, which will make it impossible for law enforcement to extract any data on pedophiles. Wow. Yep, that's out. Why would they do that? That's out. Why, why would they try that's to that. give that level of secrecy if they knew it was going to be giving you know, complete secrecy to pedophiles? They want to manipulate the American people. They want to harvest our data, our information, and weaponize it against us. And they do not want law enforcement to be able to see into it. It is the number one fight right now. There's a race going on between Facebook and Google with end-to-end encryption. Attorney General Barr, right, said the following. It is military-grade end-to-end encryption like we have never seen, that we don't know that it can be decoded. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable. What's the, any any idea on the timeline on when Facebook or Google's trying to have those things done? I don't know. Uh, uh, Representative Wagner and and Marsha Blackburn, those two are champions for the fight online, right? And you know, Marsha Blackburn questioned Zuckerberg in front of Congress and he just pleaded the fifth. Yes. Those two are are aggressively working with for-profit companies, NGOs in the private sector, to combat this. I mean, it's a it's a race and we have to. And it's not just for sex trafficking, David. It's to keep these companies honest that they don't, you know, abuse our information, which they already do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They use it. They abuse it. And they abuse us. I've been dealing with Facebook messing with my reach. You know, there was a point where I was reaching between two and three million people a day organically and almost overnight. They shut the uh, the reach off and I was barely reaching 180,000 people. Lost over 95% of my organic reach. People that just would come to my page, see my post. It's been horrific to have to deal with, yet I'm still you know, in this fight. But they yeah. do want our data. They want to utilize our data, use our data. They, they want to become God, basically. I mean, they're close to it in the earthly I- sense as far as how much they govern. But if they were able to get that end-to-end encryption and utilize our data for pretty much anything they wanted... Without our consent and without anybody ever being able to hold them accountable, I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah, no, look, we got to fight. And this is why it's so important. And I want to speak to the Christian and the non-Christian, but I want to speak to the Christian right now and say, look, life has value. You cannot draw that line. You, ca- you cannot blur the lines. You cannot go and vote Democrat, but say that you're a Christian today. Guys, I just don't see it. You have to defend that child. You know, David... Astrophysicists will say that a sign of life is light. Okay? We do it in space. Do you know that the second, and I can send you these videos, the second sperm enters an egg, there's a light explosion that's now captured on camera. Right? That is I've seen that. Yes, we need to play that clip. Yes, there's life there. Right? So how are you going to make an argument like, oh, there's life in space because we saw light? But you want to make the argument, oh, there's no life in the woman. And women say, well, you can't tell a woman what to do with her body. No, I cannot tell a woman what to do with her body. But here's the issue. That child is not her body. That's right. That's another human. It's not your body. I'm not telling you what to do with your kidneys and your lungs and your liver. Right? Go smoke. That's right. Two packs a day if you want. But that's not your body. You're just a host. You're blessed to be a host. Right? It's another human being. And so Christians today, one, have to stand for our Judeo-Christian values, the Bible cover to cover, David. Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation, you can't cherry pick, you can't add to it or take away, and then Christians have to vote. That is how we get defense for what we believe. It's because for decades we've not shown up as Christians and voted that our rights got taken away from prayer in school and what marriage is and redefining gender and all this stuff. This doesn't happen without, you know, it's on our watch. The MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, once was run by the church. Hmm. In a single board meeting Friday, the church left, and now you've got porn in PG-13 movies because the church left. 
right? We can no longer leave. We have to engage at a local level, take over the PTA, the school board, go and fight for all children, those who are Christian and not, bring morality and moral values back into society, and all people will benefit, not just the Christian, all people will benefit. I absolutely believe that. And that's a call that we need to do. You know, as I'm sitting here listening to you and praying, I really feel that there's going to be people listening to this podcast, young women, girls, even that may have been abused, that may be battling trauma, guys that are addicted to porn. I I really I want to just ask you to just pray whatever you feel like God is leading you to pray. But I really feel like there's some people out there that will be uh, set free that will be uh, that will feel forgiven and and even feel closer to God. Would you do that for us? Yo, David, and, and they can always reach out to our website where we share resources freely. ShareTogetherNow.org. We want to see redemption. So if I could, man, Lord Father, we thank you. I thank you, God, first for David Harris Jr. That's taken the platform that you've given him and he's giving it back to you, Lord. I thank you, Father, that you give him Psalm 81, verse 10. As he opens his mouth, you fill it. For every single ear that hears and eyes that sees this this podcast, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch them that they don't hear judgment, that they don't hear selectiveness from us, David and I, that we are about all people meeting the great Redeemer, and we want people to be set free, God. For the for the man addicted to porn today that didn't know that he was part of the problem, Lord, I pray that you touch his heart, that there's a conviction, Father, for change, and that there's true repentance, Lord. That, that he can be set free and his family can benefit and he can know his children. For, for those who are harming children who hear this, I pray, Father, for a, a radical conviction that leads to repentance, that leads to revival in our nation. I pray for a revival in our nation, Lord. I pray for our nation to stand up once again and fight for life, God, all life. I praise you, Lord, for our founding fathers. I praise you for your word that's the rock. That is true, Lord. You say you will never leave us nor forsake us. Your name is Rafa, the healer. You want to heal those that are broken, that have been abused, those who are the abusers. God, we pray for the abusers. I pray for conviction. I pray for the pedophile to to repent, Lord, to have a radical transformation and, and a living testimony for how good God really is, Lord. We thank you, Father, for a president that stands in defense. For life, Lord. Pray a heads of protection over him, those who advise him. Some of our friends like Jenna Ellis that gets to talk to him, Lord David Harris, Charlie Kirk. Father, I praise you for men and women that want to honor you first Mm. and see a nation follow you. We pray for healing and restoration even as we speak, for hearts to change the second. I thank you, Lord, for David to open a channel to be willing, Lord, for us to engage you. In the name, in the blood of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, if you heard that prayer, if you felt something in there for you, if you felt God tugging on your heart, just say yes. Let go of whatever it is that you've been carrying. Let go of the uh, the hurt, the shame, the regret. Uh, Let go of the bondage. Just let go of it. Just accept the freedom that comes from Jesus. His love is perfect. It's pure. He wants you healed whole and actively pursuing the things that he's laid out for you. We have a good Papa and he'll blow you away at the path that he has for you. If you just say yes to him and uh, relinquish your own desires, your own, uh, your own desire to make things happen your way. If you just say yes to Papa. So thank you, Yako, so much for joining me today. Uh, it's truly been an honor. Share again with my audience how people can connect with you. I know we really just really just scraped the surface of what you can share and what you can talk about. Where can people find more about you and where can they go to support you and your ministry? ShareTogetherNow.org is a nonprofit. Yaku Boyance Ministries, yakuboyance.com. And then on social media, all those handles are going to lead them back to a place where there is, there's redemption, there's real information to to get people help, David. And those who just say, look, I want to help fight the fight. There's great opportunity for them to also engage and fight that fight. You know, and and I want to honor you, David. And I say this, brother, sincerely, I, I mean this. You are a champion in our nation. You're a champion, not just a black voice. I don't want you to be pigeonholed there. You're a voice for God. You're you're an ambassador of Christ. 
You can truly be accused, David. I've walked with you. I've, I, I know your wife. I've seen you in action. We sh- share on the Falkirk team together, right? You can actually legitimately be accused of being a Christian. You know, it's <laughs> evident in your fruit, brother. And I accuse you, you know, of being a follower of Jesus Christ. And may I so be accused because it is about redeeming people. I love you, man. I really do. You're, you're, a, you're a warrior in my eyes. And I'm forever grateful for you to give us this platform. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you so much, Yako. That means a lot coming from you. And yes, I accuse you too of being a Christian, a follower of Christ. It's an honor to, uh, to be together with you today. So Yako, uh, thank you again so much. Friends, family, please, please go follow Yaku Buyans. That is J-A-C-O-B-O, two O's, B-O-O-Y-E-N-S. That's right. Yes. So, and we'll have that up on the lower thirds if you're watching. But for those of you listening, please go follow Yako. Check out his website. Support him financially. It's a, it's a huge battle that he's in. He needs all the financial support that he can get. And it's an honor. You're, you're storing treasures in heaven by helping to end the end sex trafficking here in our country and end the the tragedy that's taking place in the lives of so so many people. You know, Yako's upcoming documentary is actually going to show him going into and freeing, literally raiding places that are uh, havens for sex trafficking and victims and bringing liberation and freedom to them. So it's a blessing for you to be able to support him financially. So Yako, I'd love to do another follow up with you. In, uh, in a month or two, just see how things are flowing and, and bring my audience back with any updates that you have. Thank you, David. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. So friends, there we have an amazing story from, uh, from an expert, amazing insight from an expert into what's taking place. You know, one of the biggest things that stands out to me is not just how huge of an issue this is in America but that with God, all things are possible. And right now we have a president in the White House that wants to make this a top priority to end sex trafficking in our country. For me, that's every reason to support this president, plus his stance on life. So many things that he's done for all Americans. But when it comes down to who is going to lead this country, I don't think we could have a better person leading this country than Donald J. Trump. So please share this podcast, send it to some friends and some family. Spread the word about it, and uh, I will see you next time on the David J. Harris Jr. Show. God bless you. Bye-bye.